This is episode 122 with Bishoy Kella. Welcome to the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I am your host, Brian McGuire. And if you are in pursuit of your own happiness, this is the podcast for you. Join me along my own journey in finding happiness as I cover topics such as health, wellness, mindset, travel, adventure, dating, relationships, and so much more as I interview some of the most passionate and successful people in the world. And I am excited to introduce to you, if you don't know him already, Bishoy Kella, who went absolutely viral for his massive body transformation. And when I say massive, I mean over 160 pounds in less than two years. Now, be sure if you've seen his pictures, he didn't just lose the weight, he got jacked. Now, Bishoy doesn't claim to be a fitness trainer or a coach, but he damn well might as well be because he has so much knowledge after going through this grueling journey. Now, what I love most about conversations like this is that I get to ask the questions of how they tap into their mindset and completely flip their lifestyle around and how they make the decisions to just constantly show up for themselves day after day after day with their diet and nutrition and fitness when it wasn't like that in the first place. That's why they got to such a bad place. But wow, Bishoy absolutely did that after signing up for the 75 hard. He'll explain that in the podcast ahead. But his life did a complete 180 and now he is one of the most consistent human beings that I'm aware of. So not only did he lose 160 pounds plus, he is just so much more self-aware and way more confident. And who does not want to be both of those things? I love this conversation with Bishoy because he was honest and he was real and he was vulnerable. And this is a story that we all can connect to, whether you're way overweight or you're struggling with something else, you will be able to relate to this story and I promise you will learn a lot from Bishoy. I am super excited for you all to listen to his story about his incredible transformation, not just in his weight, but as a human being. So without further ado, here we go. Here is the story of Bishoy Kella. Bishoy, I I saw your story and I immediately reached out to you. I was like, hold on a second, I got to get this story. It's awesome. And I love all the content that you post on your social as well. I want to give you a moment to introduce yourself in just a second, but I want to read something from your website. Uh, it says, who are you? And I think this is great. Okay, I'm, cool. I'm Bishoy. I'm not a fitness trainer. I'm not a coach. I'm not even in the fitness space. I'm just a regular dude who spent the last two years working on my health and lost over 160 pounds, 120 of which was in one year. That is insane. And I would honestly say that you kind of are a coach for many people or a trainer for many people, a lot of the content you post and 
you've gone through this journey, you've walked in those shoes. So you can probably relate a lot more to people that look up to you than people who have just, just absolutely shredded, who are just athletes of uh different nature, right? Like I can relate to you more than, you know, a lot of people that just, I have a body of a Greek God. Um, yeah, for I, real. I, incredible, man. Incredible. Thank and, you, man. And, and, and bravo. And, you know, I want to, I want to turn it over to you real quick and just kind of introduce yourself. Yeah, man. I mean that you said it all. That's basically the reason why I've like got some social media clout now is just because that transformation. But yeah, man, I'm just a regular dude. I'm not in the fitness space at all. I mean, it was just something I had to do to change my life and better myself a bit. And so that's just what I did. Like, I don't, when I say I'm not a fitness coach, it's because to this day, man, I'm not any by, by any means, like super knowledgeable on a lot of the things. Like, I just know that doing the work is what's required to get 90% of the way. And that's what I did. So I, I obviously I learned a ton of shit along the way, but you know, 90% of the work was done with the very basics. And so that's what I am. And that's what I'm trying to show other people too, is like, you know, all these fitness influencers, they put out a lot of like, not to bash anyone, but it's like a persona they're putting out. You know, I am the fitness influencer. This isn't even really my job. It's nothing that I'm selling. I'm not doing anything with this. It's just trying to help as many people as possible. And so that's the end goal, man, is just to be raw, be as real as I can and just show them like the real side of what it takes to go through a crazy fitness transformation. Yeah, crazy is right. And what I love also, what you kind of back up what you just said, if you go to your website, all your stuff is for free, all the information, like what you do, how much how much you eat, the supplements you take. And that's that's huge, right? But that's also probably what slows people down also from getting started is like, where do I start? What do I got to do? All these things. And they got to reload their pantry and buy all these vitamins and supplements and stuff. And mm. I like how you just said, it's just like, you don't know all of this. You just got started and did it and you did it. And not only did you lose the weight, dude, you're jacked, man. <laughs> like, Thank you, man. I appreciate that. You are jacked. Like yeah. you did it. I, I mean, so like I said, a lot of people, I think imagine are like, what protein shakes do I got to buy? And, you know, how much money do I got to spend and and what kind of foods do I got to buy and fill my pantry up with? And they think it, they overcomplicate it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so what are your, what are your thoughts when someone's like asking you all these questions? Yeah, man, that's actually something I say a lot is like over, when you're trying to figure out every single thing before you get started, all that's doing is a way to delay the process of getting started. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's technically an excuse because you feel like if I were to learn one more thing, or if I were to learn this extra thing, then I can get started. And in reality, man, it's a lifelong learning process. I'm telling you, even these massive fitness influencers who are all like, who feel, appear to have no, know everything in the industry still are learning things on a week to week basis. And so if you're constantly waiting to have all the knowledge ever created in the world before you get started, you will never get started. And that's the end goal here is like, we overcomplicate so many things is like, you know, all I did was eat generally accepted, uh, generally healthier foods. I worked out twice a day and that got me 90% of the way. I didn't even track a single calorie. I didn't track a wow. single macro when I started for the first year and a half. I do all that stuff now, which definitely has helped. And I wish I had started earlier and I knew that stuff earlier, but it was now, it, it's not an excuse not to start. And so all these little tweaks, they got me to the, the, the finishing 10% or the finishing 20% or whatever you want to say, but the majority of the work 
was done with the pure basics. Like I said, like just eating generally healthier foods and, uh, you know, with the age of the internet and, and, you know, the advanced tech, like people generally know what they eat, you know, what, what is healthier and what is not like, you know, that crushing a pizza or crushing a burger and wings is not as healthy as, you know, some chicken and rice. So even just making those little adjustments would make massive differences in your transformation and in your general health. So if you don't mind me asking, you got to a pretty heavy weight. Like at what point did you say, Hey man, like I got to make a change here. This just isn't the way I want to go. Man, there was so many wake up calls, quote unquote. Um, the final one shouldn't even have been like, it wasn't even the most significant wake up call. Like I had way more significant wake up calls that should have been the final one that woke me up. But you know, like one that really stands out to me is one day I'm just sitting on my laptop working on my computer where I did most of my work. I would just sit on my laptop on the couch or lay in bed and work all day. And all of a sudden I see this white flashing light in my eye and I'm like, what is going on? So I go to the washroom, I wash my eye and it's still flashing this weird white light in my eye. Even with my eye closed, I could see the white light. And then all of a sudden I'm looking deep into the mirror and then a huge gush rushes down my entire body and I'm in pure panic mode. I call my boy. I'm like, Hey man, I'm having a heart attack. I'm having a stroke call 911. Like I'm going to die right now. And I was terrified that if I passed out, they wouldn't be able to get into my condo. So I just busted out the door, ran downstairs, waited for them to arrive. And I'm sitting in the back of this paramedic truck in a gurney it was strapped up to a shit ton of machines. They're checking my heart. They're doing EKGs. And my heart rate laying down in a gurney was 180 beats per minute while just laying down. And so I think that's it. I'm begging the paramedics like, man, please don't let me die. Please don't let me die. I call my brother. I'm like, yo, I'm dying, man. I love you. Like, I would like say bye to mom and dad and shit. Like, I was saying Holy my final shit. goodbyes, bro. And so we end up going to the hospital and um they do a shit ton of tests like i'm there all day they're doing every test in the book my heart rate's still pretty high at this point it's like 120 140 to the point where you know when you're hooked up to the machine and it's going beep 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 that happens if it's above 120 and so the nurse had to keep coming and turning that thing off because it was still it was so high it was 120 just resting now and it would just keep setting off that machine and i'm like what is going on man how did this happen and they do all the tests in the book and it turns out it was absolutely nothing it was just a panic attack and it was the first one that i've ever had i've never experienced anything like that never grew up with depression anxiety any of that stuff and so i to me like i genuinely felt like i was dying but in reality like physically nothing was wrong with me oh and then once that happened man for almost an entire year after that almost every single day i had a panic attack because now like i was hyper fixated on every little twitch in my body, every little heart palpitation, every little flicker in my eye. And that would set me off into like a whole world whirlwind of down the wrong path of like thinking I'm going to die, like thinking I'm having a heart attack or a stroke for almost a whole year. And it's because I didn't do shit about my health. And I realized all that stemmed from the lack of confidence I had in my health. Because if I had the confidence in my health, if I knew I was wow. a healthy guy... I would have never been tripping about that. Like right now, man, I don't even care. I'll go look street poles, if anything, <laughs> like nothing, like I'm not terrified of my health anymore. Like any little weird twitch in my body, I don't like exaggerate, like exaggerate it into being something massive. And so 
that was the main thing. And also, man, I, like when I analyze it now, it's years and years of built up guilt of not living up to my fullest potential because I don't know if you if you dug deep, but if you dug deep into my social media account, I was jacked from 16 to 22 years old. So like mm -hmm. I was not like, uh, uh, well, I was a fat kid growing up from, you know, a kid to 16. And then at 16, I lost 80 pounds in six months, like just working out twice a day, running around my high school track, going to the school weight room, all that stuff. And so I lived the life for, you know, 16 to 22. So six years of living and breathing fitness 24 seven. Like I'd go home and watch Ronnie Coleman videos, him lifting, <laughs> him telling videos. Yeah. Like him explaining workouts and stuff. And so I lived it. I, I peeked behind the curtain of success or what it was like to live a healthy life. And so when I got fat at, you know, 22, 23, and then ballooned up to 350 pounds, I had years and years of built up guilt of knowing what I could be or living up to my fullest potential, feeling better. And, you know, at some point your body has a physiological response to all that guilt, all that stress, and it has to be released. And that was released for me in the form of a panic attack. Wow. It's dropped a shit ton on you right Woo, there. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is good. This is good though. We're going to dive a little bit into like mental health then. Um, so with you being so fit from 16 to 22, like what, what happened? What went wrong there? So honestly, man, it was a, a series of things, but the main thing was I started a company in my final semester of school. And I went from being like the kid who had to live on a thousand dollars a semester to finally having money. Like we, luckily we, we, we did really well for ourselves the first couple months we started. And so, um, I just had a shit ton of access to money. Now I didn't order. I like, I was going from a kid who had to cook most of the meals in a university and like, yeah. you know, be stringent with my money to having a access to as much money as I thought. I like, I thought I was rich at the time, like as a kid, you know, you're 22, you're still in university. And so every meal I ate just turned into Uber eats. Like for mm -hmm. us here, that's a food delivery app. Mm -hmm. Um, I started skipping workouts to work on my business and I rationalized it by saying every, every minute I spent cooking or every minute I spent at the gym was time wasted on my, like that I could be have working on my business and making me more money. So I just fully went in to try to chase the bag, bro. Like I, and obviously that doesn't happen overnight. You miss one or two workouts a week. And then the next week you get, you miss a couple more and a couple more and it, that just kept snowballing. And at the same time, I got a girlfriend and back when I lost all that weight, when I was younger, it was primarily to get girls like any high school kid who loses. Yeah. yeah any high school kid who's <laughs> losing a shit ton of weight is trying to get healthy is not for like health. You're not worried about your health when you're <laughs> you think I live forever. Yeah. Yeah, bro. At 16, <laughs> no one's worried about their health. So it's primarily to try to get girls. And so as soon as I got a girlfriend, I felt like I made it. I felt like I didn't need to do the things that I got me to the po point where I oh, was. Okay. Mm. And so it was that in combination with starting the business that just slowly spiraled into me ballooning up to 350 pounds. And when I tell people I was 350 pounds, they think I gained it over the span of five years. No, bro. I went 180 degrees in the opposite direction. Like I gained probably 120, 150 pounds in a year and a half. So it was just like quick 180. 
Wow. Was there any events in there as well? You don't need to dive into them that like caused you to eat or perhaps overeat or were you compensating by eating as well? Or was it just like terribly unhealthy? You just got that bad habit. Yeah. Just, just the bad habit, man. Cause for me, man, like I do this a lot. Like it's either I'm hundred percent in or I'm zero mm-hmm. percent in and everything. So like it's a blessing and a curse, man. Cause if you're on the right path, you become unstoppable. Like you are hundred percent in on the right path. But if you're on the wrong path, bro, you like I said, man, who gains 150 pounds in like a year and a half? That's like mm-hmm. unheard of. It's just like that's how far off the rails I went. I was Uber eating every single meal I could think of. I would wake up, roll over in bed. While I'm in bed, I'm ordering breakfast. And while I'm waiting for that food to come, I'm on the balcony smoking cigarettes, Ooh. drinking like three coffees, wait for the food to arrive. I'd grab it from the door, take it to my bedroom eat it there while I'm on my laptop. Like I spent most of my day in bed or on the couch. And honestly, a lot of people think like that sounds like depression, man, or that sounds like mental health issues. But genuinely, like looking back, I I was never felt depression or never felt anxiety. Like it just completely, it was just a complete shift in my habits. That was the real reason why I did that. I completely understand when you say you're kind of hundred percent or nothing, because I'm definitely a, what I call like a binary person, like, uh, I, you know, zeros or ones, like I'm all in or, or I'm not quite, I'm just not there. And like, mm-hmm. I've had these conversations, uh, I've been married for less than a year now, but we've had conversations where she can dabble on things and then to back away. Whereas like, I can't do that. I struggle with her bringing quote unquote junk food into the house because, mm-hmm. I can't just take a couple of them and I'm good. Like I'm constantly going to the pantry and snacking on them and snacking on them before mm-hmm. I know half the freaking bag is gone. I'm like, mm-hmm. God damn, what just happened? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I completely relate to that. Do you still yeah. have that issue at all? Yeah, I do. But it, that's only if I start. So like, I'm like my, I, I live with my business partner. He's got random food here. I just, I'm not tempted by it, nor do I even like feel like I need it. But if I were to dip into that bag, I don't know if I'd be able to stop. Like, yeah. it's just, a, it's just I like get a it. Full, thing yeah but like now it's like not a temptation anymore i don't really like crave these types of foods but you know on cheat days or days like that i go all off man and then like monday or wherever like it's usually a once every couple months now where i just like have a full day of just like doing whatever i want and then i'm back on though if and if i let that spiral for too long if i let one day turn into two to three to four becomes very difficult to gain back momentum and like, that's a one thing that I really say is like, man, once you have momentum, hold on to that shit for mm-hmm. dear life, because it is so hard to get back. It's easy to, it's easy to lose and hard to get. So I went on a cl- on a trip to Columbia for 10 days where we were just partying, drinking. Like this was after, it was the longest trip I've taken since I started this journey two years ago. And then when I got back, all those things that were on pure autopilot that I didn't even have to think about anymore, like waking up, drinking my water, going out for the run, coming back, cooking breakfast, doing my cold shower, like all those things I genuinely don't even have to think about. It's like me tying my shoes because I was doing them every single day for almost this two years straight. And so all that just became, took mental calories now. I had to start thinking about doing that. I had to like I make a conscious effort to do them. And I already felt it as soon as I got back from that trip. First day, I was like, you know, you just got back. You can chill for a day and like get back into the gear of things. And then the second day I woke up and I'm like, you know, it's okay. One more day or maybe just go for a little run. 
you know, maybe don't even run the full 10 K that you usually do. Maybe just do six or just walk a bit, you know, just get back into the flow. And as soon as I started feeling that shit, I was like, there's no way, bro, you're doing a full day. And then obviously I popped into a phase of 75 hard. And then I just did that to get my mind right again. And, yeah. Uh, yeah We're going to talk about that. Too. We're going to talk about that. Um, And it clearly you have a mindset that I want to talk about too, but real quick, I, I don't want to gloss over before we get to that. Okay. So you said you were about 350, right? So what was step number one for you? And I want to, I want to ask this because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this are like, where do you even start? And where did you start? So it's, it's actually an interesting story. So we had just got back from Mexico with a trip with all the boys. And we had a bunch of people there, just our friends, but this was during the height of COVID. And so when we went there, Usually when we went to these type of resorts, like it would be a party from day to, from morning to night. We would be drinking all day, eating buffet food and just partying all day. The thing is, since it was COVID, there was not that many people at the resort. So it was basically just us and a couple other older, older people. And so there was no one to really party with. And so that trip turned into from being like a party trip to being like more of an exploration, enjoying it, like Mm -hmm. relaxation. Well, not relaxing. It wasn't relaxing for me Mm because all these things that they wanted to do, like ATVing, you know, skidooing, going on hikes, walking around the city, walking around the resort. I just had the hardest time doing my back would kill. I'd be drenched in sweat if I walked for five minutes. And so when we got back from that trip, I'm like, we got back in February. I'm like, man, I got to do something about this because this is just getting too much. I couldn't even enjoy a simple vacation with my boys. It was just like, how is, how am I going to live the rest of my life like this? So I'd started working out for about a month myself without doing any program or anything like that. Just, you know, uh, walking on a max incline on the treadmill and then gyms were closed in Canada. So I just walked. Gyms were closed. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. what about nutrition? Did you change nutrition immediately? Or oh yeah. You... yeah. 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 Instantly just, you know, eat healthier food. Someone like instead of, or I stopped eating out. I just ate chicken and rice most of the time or, um, you know, eggs and things like that when I, when I first started, but the reason the main shift here was one of my friends back in November did the 75 hard program. And I'll, I'll be forever grateful to this guy, man, because him leading by example, literally saved my life. So he did the 75 hard program by Andy Frisella in November and he did it alone in the trenches by himself, no support system, no one doing it with him. And he just did it. And then when he finished it, he showed me his results, not just physically, but mentally, I could see he was a different person. Like there was a new spark in him. He was able to grow his business. He was getting better at communicating. He was becoming more of a man of his word, more of a guy who doesn't take shit. He's just all rounded, better person. And so um this he finished it in december or whatever and then in february when i fin- when i was like working out on my own come march he's like man i'm doing another round do it with me bro we can we can get this done and so i ended up being like let's do it so march 16th i always say that day march 16th 2021 that is like my version of a new year's because that's when my life started on march 16th 2021 and that's when i started the 75 hard program with him and that's when everything kicked into gear bro like that and i haven't stopped since march 16th of 2021 tell, tell me about the 75 hard i've heard of it but i don't really know much about it so please explain that 
Yeah, so it's a program created by Andy Fursella. It's a mental toughness program. A lot of people think it's a fitness program because it, the the thing that people are able to show is their fitness transformation. But it's really a program designed to increase your mental toughness and get you the momentum you need to have a better life. And so the, the there it comes with five tasks. It's two workouts every single day for 75. Everything I'm about to say is for 75 straight days every single day. It's two workouts. One of them has to be outside. They're 45 minutes each. A gallon of water. Take a progress photo every day. Uh, no cheat meals, no alcohol. And uh, read 10 pages of a self-development book. And so that's what I did. And it might seem super extreme to the average person or people who haven't exercised that often because it's already two workouts. And then it's for 75 straight days, no rest days. And that's kind of what I needed. It was perfect for me, just like what I told you earlier, that I'm all or nothing. And so this is exactly yeah. what I needed to get onto the right track and give me the momentum I need to be able to change my life. And the thing is, with these, with this program, he doesn't tell you what the workouts have to be. He doesn't tell you what the diets have to be. That's all up on you. So if you're 700 pounds, a workout for you could literally be sitting on the couch and standing up for 45 minutes. Like, you're heavy, bro. And so, you know... It's it's very scalable. I feel like anyone can do it and it depends how hard you want it to go and how hard you put it, how much effort you put into it is how much you'll get out of it. So I was still heavy and I committed to running every single day outside. Wow. And for me that a run quote unquote meant, you know, running for two to five minutes and then I'd have to walk to catch my breath and I'd pick it back up. And I just kept doing that every single day. Shin splints twisted ankles regardless of what happened i just wrapped that shit up and just kept going and honestly man like I, there were some points my shoes they were white shoes soaked in blood like they, they i still have them they're literally soaked in blood from how swollen my feet got and then my uh my nail just ended up cutting off the other toenails or the other toes i had days where my sweater was seeping blood from the nipple because when you're fat you're your chest is moving up and down, rubbing up against the the shirt. And so I would chafe my nipples to the point where they would bleed, oh my that my sweater was soaked in blood. <laughs> so all those days, man, like I just looking back, I'm like, man, that guy was actually much stronger than I might be now because for him to have the courage to do that stuff or have the have the mental fortitude to carry on, even how even though how tough it was. I honestly, I'm like, I'm, I'm happy. I had the courage to do that. Wow. I'm getting flashbacks of uh, when I listened to Goggins book. If you listen to David Goggins. Oh man, he's <laughs> that, that guy is a whole nother beast. Bro. He, could, he, he could do what I do with a bullet wound in his face. And he can still now we can. Yeah. Now <laughs> we can, but it's, it's reminding me of that. Um, yeah. I'm just sitting here thinking like, how proud are you of yourself right now? Honestly, man, I'm in it. So it doesn't feel that crazy to me. So it just like, it's, it's like, I've been through every single day. It's, it's, it's much more impressive to people from the outside looking in because they mm. see the, the, the beginning and they see the end, but I was in it in the trenches every single day for two years. So it seems normal to me. And also the people I was looking up to, or the people that I was looking at, were absolute killers. So I wasn't comparing myself or looking up to the average person or even the average fitness trainer or even the average jacked guy. I brainwashed myself with people doing impossible shit 
and still getting it done, like Goggins, like James Lawrence, like a tribe I read about in a book called Born to Run, who runs every single day, like 50 to 100 kilometers and with bare feet just for fun. And that's who I surrounded myself with, quote unquote, because that's the books I was reading. That's the things I was watching to brainwash myself into thinking what I was doing was not shit compared to what they're doing. And so that's how I got through it, man. It's like the standard, the bar was so high that I could go for a 45 minute run. I could go work out for 45 minutes. These guys are doing 16 hour days with broken legs. One guy like James Lawrence ran a hundred triathlons in a hundred days in conquer 100 every Mm -hmm. single day. And so that's what I was surrounding myself with. So that's why I don't feel like what I've done. So when you ask me if I'm proud of myself, like I guess, but I don't feel like what I've done is anywhere close to what I was looking up to. So yeah. Good for you, man. I'll be proud of you for you. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Appreciate you. What just going back to when you kind of made that switch, what was perhaps the hardest thing you had to sacrifice or give up? So this is going to sound extreme, but I didn't care about anything else other than this. Like I was willing to give it up. I was, I, I, my business took a number two, my friends and family took a number two. This was my number one priority because I wouldn't be around for long to run this business or I wouldn't be around Mm -hmm. long enough to hang out with my friends or hang out with my family or even like potentially my future wife, my kids, if I did not do this. And so this health became number one priority for me. And so the hardest thing for me was when I was not mentally strong enough to resist food or resist alcohol when we're going to parties and stuff, I I just had to say no altogether. So I, I missed out on like some parties. I missed out on some social gatherings because I wasn't mentally strong enough to go to these gatherings and just stay on top of my shit. Obviously now, bro, like I, I live a, normal life like a balanced life i still go out to parties i still go out to social gatherings i go to barbecues i just make it work for me so i did like wake up do the run do the exercise i don't compromise on anything that i've committed to i don't drink unless it's a day that i've uh set out to drink in advance and honestly that's the biggest mental shift for me now is like people ask me all the time like do you have cheat meals do you still drink or did you give up alcohol completely and i do but the thing is, there's two things. One thing is it's instead of it being three, four times a week, it's now three, four times a year. That's mm-hmm. one. The second thing is it's now in my control. I am in the driver's seat. So anything that I do is pre-planned, rational decision, mm-hmm. not an in-the-moment slip-up like John at the office brought pizza in and now I'm going to eat it. Or I walked by a bakery. It smelled amazing. I grabbed a bake. I, I grabbed a donut. And so... It's now like pre-planned, pre-thought out, rational decisions rather than like succumbing to your emotions at any given moment. And that's mm-hmm. the difference. I I had this, I had a podcast conversation um a few months back before, right around the holidays, uh, when the holidays started. It was about eating around the holidays because something I have issue with, right? It's a, we talked about the the binary approach, and it's like Oh, hey, I'm at these parties. I've never had this food. This food's amazing. And I keep eating it. And these cookies and these pies and all this stuff is just delicious. And then mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I have to almost have like a game plan before I go into these places mm-hmm. just so I know what I'm saying no to. I know what my limit is. And you know, you can still kind of enjoy yourself. You're not robbing yourself from everything. But mm-hmm. it's uh it's it that's it's tough. I I for people don't that don't have to deal with that. 
I don't know if they realize how hard that is. I can imagine that being uh, a bit a bit difficult of a, of a mind shift for you, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I, I talk about food addiction in one of my videos, like people who are addicted to food, right? And the thing is, like now it's people don't understand that, like, you can't tell a guy who's addicted to food that they could have cheat meals on the weekend. It's like, mm. that's almost the equivalent of telling a drug addict, like all week, stay clean, but on Sunday, bang up whatever you want and then go back to it on Monday. And so mm. that is the thing with addiction. And so until you can kick the habit completely, for me, like this might sound extreme and it might not work for everyone, but I found for me the best way until I got my mind right was to completely cut it out and that's why 75 hard worked for me it's because there was no it wasn't six days and then seventh day you can have a cheat meal it was 75 straight days of pure sobriety quote unquote and so and on top of that like you see food commercials all day you're walking by uh, like a fresh bakery it's smelling nice a pizza shop a guy's holding a pizza in the elevator like all these things are temptations for you it's already difficult enough with food it's in your face 24 7 and so that's the that's the difficulty of a food addiction that a lot of people don't realize unless they actually have it, you know. What were what were a slash are like the staples in your pantry and the food that you eat? Because I imagine there's probably people listening to this that are like, oh, the bakery food's fine. I can eat that, right? But you know, I, I don't know, I kind of question that. So what mm-hmm. what are food that you constantly eat? So honestly, this is gonna sound crazy. I eat the same thing every single day. And like <laughs> at the same time. Makes and it the easy. reason yeah, that's like, that's exactly it. The reason is I don't want to think about what I'm cooking for dinner. I don't want to think about what time I'm eating or what I'm having, or do I have to cook this? And the reason is, is I want to autopilot as many things in my life so I can free up mental calories for things that I need for work or things that I need to manage my life that I need, that need that require mental calories. And so the more and more things that I could automate, the easier my life becomes. And so I eat almost the same thing every day. My breakfast is oatmeal, blueberries, eggs and egg whites separated. Obviously <laughs> that's not all mixed together. <laughs> um, and then I'll, I'll have that. And then a few hours later, I'll have a little midday snack, which is like, you know, ground beef and a, a little carb, carb, low carb tortilla. Later in the day, I'll have ground beef and rice. Um, before my workout and then I'll come back have a a, like a protein shake with uh, blueberries and like a green shake like green green powder Um, and then later in the day I'll have like I still haven't even eaten eaten yet I'll just have like a chicken and rice and then I'll go to sleep Uh, if I still have some calories left I'll just right before bed I'll have something with high protein high fats so um, like something that's chicken or or like even a scoop of peanut butter if I have the if I have the calories for that, but yeah, I just stay away from carbs before bed. So like three to four hours before bed is when mm-hmm. I cut off my carbs. I'll still eat like if I'm if I have calories in. People have this misconception that you can't eat before bed; it'll make you fat. It's really even carbs wouldn't make you fat. It's really just about being in an overall calorie deficit. But the reason why I don't have carbs before bed is because I have better sleep when my insulin levels are already lower. And this is something I recently learned this year. So it's not even something I knew at the beginning. And don't feel like you need to know this to to, to have a successful weight loss journey. It's just <laughs> like you you can literally, you, as long as you're in a calorie deficit, you're eating less than you actually burn for the day, you will lose weight. And so all these little tweaks are things that I learned along the way. But yeah, that's that's basically my diet almost every single day. So you said you now track 
like calories and macros. So how much protein are you having every day and how are you tracking your, your calories and intake? So I'm having 250 grams of protein a day. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah. No I do. Yeah, I do. I do 1.2 times my goal body weight. So and my by goal body weight, it's my like lean body mass. That's a true calculation, but not many people know what their lean body mass is. So usually what they people say as a rule of thumb, just use your goal body weight. So if you're 500 pounds, your goal body weight, your final goal body weight is to get to 200 pounds. Just take 200, multiply that by 1.2, you'll get 240 grams of protein. And that's what I eat in a day. Um, and yeah, I track that all through the first format. It's just a macro tracking app similar to my fitness pal. But mm-hmm. the the good thing I like about this app is it actually gives you an access. It gives you access to a registered nutritionist who you could talk to at any time. Like you're in that chat and it's it's almost the same. It's the same cost as my fitness pal paid plan, but you have a nutritionist at your fingertips. What What is this? What app is this? It's called first form. Oh, like, I've heard of it. Okay. I've heard. I'm. Yeah. I, cause I've been, cause when I was tracking my calories, like, or intake macros and stuff like that, um, like last year, two years ago, I had the best physique I ever had. I'm, I'm in shape now, but I don't look like that I did. And I was like, you know, I kind of want to get back into that a little bit. And, uh, yeah, like it's, they now charge you to scan barcodes and stuff like that. And my fitness mm-hmm. pal does, I was like, mm-hmm. oof, I was like, okay, well maybe I still want to do this. We'll see. But I'm glad you said that. Um, I didn't yeah, know that yeah. and I'm going to look into that. It's awesome. Yeah, man. If you're paying for an app, uh, that, that this is the app to pay for. If there's another free option, then sure. Yeah. Go with that. But if you're paying this, the good thing about this, you can even take daily or weekly progress photos, weekly assessments. It gets sent to your advisor and they'll make adjustments. They'll tell you, you should drop your protein a bit, increase your carbs, increase your fats, decrease this based on your actual results. And so it's re- it's really a dope app in my opinion. That's incredible. Okay. So for people listening to you, <clears throat> they may say, wow, you eat a lot of food and mm-hmm. they might be afraid to eat that much food or eat that many meals throughout the day. And when they're trying to lose weight, what are your thoughts on and taking all that food and, and fuel when trying to lose weight. So that's the thing. You got to do your calculation for yourself because I run 10 kilometers every single day and then I work out for an hour, an hour and a half, like actually lift weights. And so that's a lot of physical activity. I need to fuel my body enough. And I'm, and that's, that's what I do to maintain my current body weight. And so what you have to do is, collect what you need to do for yourself you can't just copy someone else's diet verbatim depends on so many factors your age your gender how much you exercise that will change how much you should be eating a day and and uh and how much protein how much calories how much macros what what your macros need to be and so that like there it's very easy it's on my website too for free but all you got to do there's a you can just google tdee calculator click the first link and fill that information out and it'll just ask you your current weight your height your gender and your age and then it'll spit out what you would need to eat to maintain your current body weight so let's say you're let's say you're you're overweight you're like 350 pounds it'll tell you whatever you need to eat 3500 calories to maintain your current body weight at your current activity level all you do is take that maintenance calorie number and subtract 500 to 1000 every 500 calories you subtract from that is a pound lost a week and so wow. 
you don't want to lose more than a pound to two pounds a week, especially if you're not crazy overweight. Like if you're 700 pounds, 500 pounds, yeah, you could stand to lose, you know, five pounds a week. That's, but for the average person, you usually don't want to go above a pound to two pounds a week because it's very taxing on your body to be in such a significant calorie deficit. Your, your energy levels will go down. You're going to lose weight too fast. And it's that's the biggest thing people are scared of is loose skin, getting loose skin. And the faster you lose weight, the, the looser the skin will be because it doesn't have time to shrink back up. So that's a big thing too is like if you're slightly overweight, I would go for a pound, a pound and a half a week. If you're like super, super overweight, you can push up to like even 1500 calorie deficit. But mm. yeah, the rule of thumb usually is one to two pounds a week max. That's, I mean, that's great information because obviously when people are trying to lose weight, they want to lose it quickly. And it's kind of like pretty crash diets and I'm just not going to eat and stuff like that. And I, we all know that's bad for you. And it's just good to hear from your perspective, like why that's bad for you. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. And yeah. something that I want to ask you about that. I've been learning more about, and I think a little more truth is coming out there is cardio versus lifting. Um, I feel that when people are like, I want to lose weight and all they do is just cardio, 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 they're just killing themselves, uh, with their heart rate way up there and not really including lifting. What did you learn? And I know you've said you lifted before and everything, but what did you learn along your journey as far as how cardio affects you and how lifting affects you? Okay. Yeah. That's actually a great question, man, because for the first eight months of this transformation, I had no access to the gym. It was closed and I had no way to work out. So I was doing two cardio sessions a day. I would run in the morning and then take a city bike around the city, those rental bikes that you can get a yearly pass for. And I would bike around the city. So I was doing two cardio sessions a day. And then, you know, eight months in almost even 10 months in, they opened up gyms again. I was able to work out and my physique changed so much by being able to lift compared to when I was doing all that cardio. I looked, I looked skinny fat. Like I lost a ton of weight. You could tell I was generally smaller, but I did not look anywhere near as good as I looked four months, six months in after me lifting. And so honestly, man, the biggest misconception here is what you're trying to do is you're trying to better your physique, right? You're not trying to just lose weight on a scale. So it looks so a number on a scale goes down the end goal here. Like right now I'm pushing 195 pounds. And so to the average person, they think, Oh man, that's kind of overweight. But if you look at me, like Not it's because <laughs> it's because <laughs> thank you, man. But yeah, just hearing the number, right. If you were to just going to look at the scale, you'd see 195 for my height. That's pretty overweight quote unquote, but it's because of the muscle mass that makes it okay. And it makes you look much better than what you would have looked like at a lower weight. And so this goes for the guys, this goes for girls, girls, like the ladies think that they have a misconception that like, yo, if I work out, I'm just going to get bulky and jacked and I don't want that. It looks ugly. That's not true. Like if you worked out, you just become more toned. You look a lot better. And so I highly, highly recommend throwing in some weightlifting sessions along with your cardio sessions. They, that, that will make a huge difference in your overall physique and even there's something called body recomposition where the weight on the scale doesn't go down, but your 
body is shifting. You're gaining muscle weight. You're losing body fat. And that's the end goal here is to lose body weight, body or body fat. And the thing is, the more muscle you have on your body, the more calories you burn in a day just by resting. And so like building muscle should be a big goal for a lot of, for most people, for any person, like even anyone looking to lose some weight, the end goal should be to put on some muscle as well. Do you feel it's important to take progress photos for someone that is looking to start their weight loss journey? Honestly, I, I recommend it. I did it. That's like the video that went viral is because I took one every single day for almost two years. Well, not every single day. I missed a couple, but the majority of the program of 75 hard involved taking a progress photo. And I was on that program for the better half of two years. So it was like I had to. But the reason why I think it's a really good thing to do is because it it's also motivating when you're comparing two photos side by side and you're like holy shit man i actually see the progress because the scale sometimes isn't perfect you know like Mm -hmm. let's say you're weighing yourself every week right and if you picked a bad day that you weighed on just because you ate a bit more carbs the day before or you know you didn't take a shit yet in the morning and you weighed (laughs) yourself or you had a glass of water yeah just a glass of water yeah all this stuff highly affects your weight and like i said if you're losing one to two pounds a week that's your end goal is one to Mm -hmm. two pounds of fat a week Mm -hmm. you could have just picked a shitty day and now the scale hasn't moved and you're like i'm not making any progress fuck this i'm not doing this Mm -hmm. and so honestly like the best way to track it if I were to show you pictures, I have pictures of me where I was the same weight and I look 10 times better because I build muscle instead of having that weight and fat. So honestly, I would highly recommend taking progress photos. And honestly, that was a big, it it sounds kind of stupid, but when you're that big and you're that disgusted with yourself, if you're one of those people, like having to take that picture and having that sit on your phone is kind of tough. It's a bit tough because you're not even sure you're going to do it yet. And now you're just a guy with all these photos of you fat as hell on your phone. And you don't know what's going to happen in a week. You don't know if you're going to keep going. You don't know if this is the final photo because <laughs> you didn't yeah. continue. Good and point. so all, it's it's very difficult to do. But honestly, man, just take them. You don't have to share it with anyone. But when you do it, when you make that weight loss journey, when you when you achieve it, I promise you, you will regret not having those photos. Mm. So just just take them. It is difficult when you're like ashamed of yourself, right? I think that's what it comes down to is just being like, how did I get here? Uh, you know, especially for people that like were in shape, it's like, what did I do? And uh, yeah. it is hard. It's hard to look. It's hard to take that photo. And you're right. It's like one of those things where it's like, who says this is where you actually start? I mean, hopefully it is. That's why you're taking the photo, but yeah, that's yeah, no guarantee. Could, yeah. yeah. I, I can, I can imagine that plays some tricks on your psyche and you got to be mentally strong. Um, yeah, man. Like there's been days where I'd ho- like, no, for the full, for like when I was 350 pounds, I would hop out of the shower, put my shirt on before I stepped in front of the mirror to like clean my face or like straighten out my hair. Like that's how ashamed and embarrassed I was of where I let things go. And so I totally get where people are coming from, where like they're avoiding mirrors, they're avoiding the scales. They're not taking that many pictures. Like, bro, I have probably like when I try to build these out, these transformation videos of me, like going from fat to fit. I don't have that many photos or videos of me being that fat because 
I hate it taking pictures. So any video that you see is just like my friend sneaking a video of me. Mm. Like all those things. I have maybe 10, 15 vid- photos or videos of me actually like out and about and living life because I avoided pictures, avoided videos. I didn't want to be in anything. And so, yeah, man, like that's, I, it's a big thing for a lot of people. So not only did you do that, you posted it for the world to see. And you, like, like you said, it went viral. That's how I found you. What made you want to post that for everyone to see? And what were your thoughts when it started to take off? Yeah, well, firstly, man, like, I, I don't care anymore. I'm not that guy anymore. So like I've, the transformation is there. It's like, whatever it's like, that's <laughs> the past. So I have nothing to hide, man. I'm an open book about anything that I've done in the past. The thing is like, what made me post that is back in December, I'm sitting down doing my yearly goals, you know, something I do every single year where I've like plan out what I want to do for the next year. And I like big goals and business, fitness, you know, personal family, friends, anything skills I want to learn. And one of the things was I want to inspire and help as many people as possible and show them that it's possible, man, because bro, I literally just want to be what Mike was for me to as many people, to as many people as possible, because, you know, a lot of people think that they're at the point of no return. There's no way they could get themselves back into a healthy state. There's like, they think that this is the way they're going to end up dying. And so I just wanted to show as many people like it is possible, man, and you can do it. And so th- that is actually super uncomfortable for me because I'm I'm a pretty introverted guy. Like I'm not socially awkward, but like I don't my my Instagram looked like a bot account. Like I had five photos. <laughs> I'd post like once every five years. I just never really got into the whole social media th- side of things and like filming myself talk or filming these transformation videos are pretty uncomfortable for me. Like it's not, I'm not a natural on camera or like a natural on presenting myself to the world. And so that was another lesson of being taught like, yo, the, the, the thing that you have the most resistance to will probably lead to the most growth, the most mm-hmm. results. And bro, as soon as I started posting it, I started in January. My brother helps me a lot. He makes all, he edits all of them. He's like a videographer, editor, oh, nice. he has a YouTube channel. So he edits all my videos for me. And so he ended up doing that for me at the beginning of the year. He just, he's like, yo, send me some of your shit. Let me make a video and let's post it on TikTok. Let's see what happens. So I sent him a bunch of stuff and he made a video, he created a TikTok account for me. We posted it and it got like 200K views, the first video we posted. And I'm like, oh shit, we can probably do some stuff here. And so, you know, we just started, kept, kept posting, kept posting. And yeah, man, we I got like probably over a couple hundred million views now across wow. all my socials. Um, it got po- like the, the slideshow transformation video ended up getting posted on sports center, Pubity, um, house of highlights, like major, major pages all over. Like, you know, I gained 200 K followers on my Instagram in 30 days. So it was shit. like, yeah, man, it's like, and that, that also honestly goes to show that how many people are struggling with this thing. Yep. Like, it's relatable. Yep. It's very relatable. Like it's like, if you have 200,000 people following you, because of a weight loss thing, like it shows how common this issue is and how many people need help. And so, yeah, man, that's just been my goal ever since. And then I started getting a shit ton of comments, a shit ton of DMS of people asking for help. And I tried as much as I can to be answering everyone through the DMS, but I just couldn't maintain it anymore when I was just starting. And so that's why I built out that site with all the info for free, all in one place, all in a place where people can easily access 
and yeah, it's all free, man. Good for you, man. I mean, shit. I don't think anybody would blame you if you wanted to monetize on this at all either. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, honestly, it's not like I'm against monetizing. Like right now, it's just not a major focus in my life. I'm I'm blessed to still have my company. It's still doing well. So I was just trying to help people. But that's not that doesn't mean I'm not I'm never gonna monetize a different area, but I think this free success hub will always be free. If we can that's monetize a- something else, we'll do it. That's amazing. I got I got a few more questions with your time here, if that's cool. Um, yeah, of course, man. I, I'm curious to know, living in Canada, and you started this in March, I imagine there's some cold days. What is an internal conversation with yourself when it's snowing, when it's freaking freezing, and you do not want to go outside and do that workout? What are you telling yourself mentally? Oh, bro, let alone the the snow or the cold, like I hadn't stepped outside in the rain, like rain was the first hurdle for me, like just a just a drop of water on my head, such a big mental block that looks so stupid when you think (laughs) about it, like just water dropping on your head. That's what's going to stop you from doing an outdoor workout. And so honestly, like I've I've been, I started posting my videos of, cause I took a video every single day when I first started out too, just like my thoughts after the workout, I'm watching one back and I'm like talking about how big of an achievement it was for me to run in the rain. And I was like, so flabbergasted by that. And I was like, like, man, this is a different mindset. But yeah, when it was cold, when it was freezing, you know, I would baby step it. So I'd be like, just dress up and go downstairs you don't have to run just go for a walk in those 75 days or however those two years i've told myself i was gonna walk probably every other day and the amount of times i walked was zero wow so it's 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 the it's literally just getting your ass out there it's like slow step it man like just it's a mental game this is not a physical game it's all you're you got to keep playing tricks with your mind it's like all right man today we're just walking you know just and then you automatically think it's easier i could do this now you go downstairs and you're like can i maybe run for two minutes let's see how that goes then you start running for two minutes you're like yo i don't feel too bad right now like i could probably go for five and once you pass like five ten fifteen minutes your body's flowing you're in a flow state everything's moving you can continue. And that's how I did it. I just kept slow stepping it for a lot of the time. And man, there's been days where I woke up and I had the most resistance you could imagine. Like, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. And it's actually a funny story. So I got so blessed when I was doing 75 hard that James Lawrence, I don't know if you know about this guy, but he he ran a hundred triathlons in a hundred days and he was doing it when I was doing it, when I was doing 75 hard. So Every day I would wake up and watch his IG live and he would be showing like his his daughter, his wife would be recording him and he'd be doing the triathlon. And one day he woke up and it's usually never him on the camera, like talking to the camera like this. And he's just like holding back tears. And he's like, I'm I'm going to try today, man. And like he was so mentally broken at this point. And I screen recorded that video and I kept it on my phone and I would just watch it on days where I felt like I couldn't do it because, you know, when you look at these big, big name people who've accomplished crazy things, you start to think of them as some divine being, someone who's cut from a different cloth who you cannot relate to. And so seeing someone like him, who's such a badass dude who can like crush things, like also be broken, but still be able to do it just like 
I don't know what for me when I was watching that stuff back, it humanized him and it made it seem like you know, other people who are so well off in this space are still struggling as well. So I could do it as well. Let's do this. And so like that's something I did and helped me. And I just surrounded myself with people like that, man. Dude, I, I have some goosebumps like on my arms right now, man. I'm getting like <laughs> pumped. I saw one of your videos on Instagram earlier today, just like motivational video. It's um and you're I can see you doing that for so many other people who just don't want to get up or get out of bed or go take that stroll around the neighborhood because it's too cold or now, now we got the freaking fires and all that stuff. There's always yeah, an yeah. excuse, right? There's always an excuse not to do yeah, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's the hardest thing to do is just to show up. But that's um, mm-hmm. the most important step. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. Everyone finds Thank their you, motivation man. from, from somewhere and who cares, yeah. who cares where it comes from? Just find it. It doesn't even need to be true, man. That's the thing. Like all you got to do is believe it like that. You could be watching someone who's faking all their shit, like who isn't (laughs) even real. But if they're, if you believe that what they're doing is real, you, it will get you there. It's like belief is 90% of the work. That's so true, dude. I got one more question for you is I know you said the 75 hard, you push for 75 straight days and then beyond some, cause you still do it. What do people, what do you say to people when they ask you about rest and rest days? What, what's your thoughts on that? So honestly, if your goal is just to get physically fit or like just physical, not change your mind whatsoever, you're probably better off taking rest days. Like it, it, you will see a better transformation if you took rest days. The thing is, man, if you have such a weak mentality or like a weak mindset, which is the reason why you're so overweight you need to focus on the mental. The physical will come. It is a byproduct of how strong you are mentally, how committed you are to your word, keeping the promises to yourself. All those things are just the basics. The The physical is a byproduct of that. And so that is why I recommend 75 hard. And so what it does for me mentally is miles more than what I could get out of it physically. And that's what I'm chasing. Like right now, when people ask me, what are my fitness goals? They have nothing to do with my looks or any lifting more weight or doing anything that is physical. All my fitness goals are mental related. Like I want to push myself to the brink of death and see how far I could take my 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 mind because the mind usually gives up before the body. The body is much stronger than it looks. Like David Goggins talks about that all the time. Mm-hmm. And so when he talks like this is a big thing he always says, the 40% rule. When you think you're at 100%, you're probably at 40%. <laughs> and so that is I've I've experienced that firsthand. Like it is true. When I think I'm done, I was still able to go double. And so for me, man, to keep this as a sustainable thing, I'm so focused on mental toughness now is like that is my number one priority. And so if that is your goal, which is what's going to make this a lifelong thing, which is what's going to increase every area of your life for the better, like you're more committed to your word in all aspects of life because now you become a no-nonsense person. You've committed to doing something for 75 straight days and you got it done. What that will do for you mentally is something that a regular fitness program, 30-day challenge will not do for you. And so that's why I recommend the 75 hard program to anyone who will listen because the issue is the reason why you're so overweight or the reason why you have such a problem with your physical health is because your mind is not in the right space 
And so that's why I recommend it. You will be sacrificing some physical gains. Like rest is super important for building muscle, uh, you know, gaining strength, everything. It's, it's important. And I don't mean like your sleep at night, you should still be getting the right amount of sleep. I mean, like just days where you don't work out, you probably will see a better physical change, but yeah, the mental is what's going to keep it for life. And I know you said 75 hard is two workouts a day. I mean, like you said, you were walking too, right? So you can use some of those days as like an active, almost recovery type of day, right? You're still moving. You're still getting your kind of workout, but you're not killing yourself either, right? Exactly. That's the thing. You could do whatever those workouts are. For me, I just went full, full, full force. Like I committed to running every single day. And for me, like running, like I said, was... Uh, like a five minute run and then a two minute walk until I caught my breath and I'd pick it back up. But for me, that was the equivalent of someone running 10 K straight because I was 350 pounds. But if you need to take a rest day on Sunday where you're just doing yoga for one workout and a walk on another workout, I I wholeheartedly support that man. Like do what you need to do. What works for you. Yeah, man, this is, this has been awesome. I love to get a look under the hood and uh, I appreciate how you have, all of your information on your website. I want you to please take this opportunity to pub your website, pub your social media where people can find you and follow you because you are a great follow as well. So please tell the people where to find you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm on all social medias as Bishoy Kella. It's just my full name. Good luck spelling that. So let me spell that out for y'all. It's B-I-S-H-O-I-K-H-E-L-L-A, all social media. And then my website is just that.com, bishoykella.com. It'll all be linked in the show notes. So you can just scroll down, click it, follow you, go check out your website and all your facts and nutrition. And I, I just love, honestly, like I'm kind of surprised that you're just like, fuck it. I'm going to put it out here for free for everybody to take a look. And <laughs> I think that's great. I mean, you really are inspiring people. I saw that and it was just like, this is super inspiring. This is awesome. So thank, thank you, you for, thank you for putting Appreciate yourself that. out there because you're changing the world for the better. So that's the goal, man. Thank you very much. Be sure it's been a, it's been a blast. I'm going to keep following you and you're welcome back anytime. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Appreciate it. Special thank you to be for joining me on this amazing episode. I loved hearing his story and getting a look under the hood of how he made that happen. It takes a special person to just turn your life around that fast. And obviously it takes a moment and or a few big moments in life. And he explained those. So be sure I, I, I definitely am very thankful for you coming on and, and being so honest and vulnerable. And there's a lot of people that probably connect to that or a story like that. So Thank you so much. Keep rocking out that transformation. I know you're not done. It looks like you're done, but I know you're not done. So congratulations with that. Keep rocking it out. And everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. If you've enjoyed this, please share this with friends and family. Also leave a review. I'm serious. Please take a moment. Just open up your phone, leave a review. Hopefully leave me five stars. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, there are more great episodes coming of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Also, if you're on Instagram, follow me on Instagram at the Pursuit of Happiness podcast, where I will keep you up to date with different reels and different images and different pieces of content. Super excited to see you there. So shoot me a DM. 
And yeah, all right, everybody, I'll catch you next time on the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. More amazing guests on the way.